0: August 25th, 2016. It's a Watt from Pedro Show. Pedro show and Pedro, but at my pad i did get word from brother matt uh his teaching schedule has been changed so we'll be able to do some uh shows together again next week though no, because i gotta go up north with the second man and do four gigs and get back tuesday till then uh we leave tomorrow morning so uh now, though, i I got, uh, via the magic of Skype, from Chicago, Illinois, Snez Zavich. Hi, Watt. Hi, welcome aboard. What Thank P you, thanks short. for having me. Yeah, oh, I should say, uh, we started off with uh, John Coltrane from the Milton Bags, no, what is it called, Bags and Train, yeah, Milt Jackson, album. Uh, Three Little Words. Oh, Jack's a great vibe splitter. And uh, Stas is in a band with Heather called Rent Party. We'll get to that. But we heard them doing, I guess, a song for your town, Chicago.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah, I was conceived in Chicago. I know. I was born in Virginia, (laughs) but yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So, Snaz, can you tell me your earliest musical memory?
1: A lot of my memories, earliest memories, have to do with music. I was five years old when I started dancing ballet. Uh, I grew up with uh, my dad, who had a lot of records, so we listened to records, his records, all day. Me and my brother Stanislav, who you also know, and the radio was on, the TV was on, um, and.
0: uh, But do you have a distinct memory, earliest you think?
1: Yeah, so I <laughs> actually I wrote about it in my book, so it's gonna have some obscure uh, uh, references. So I hope you're ready. It's okay, uh, that's <laughs> why I asked the I, question. When you're, you, I grew up in Yugoslavia. We we were born in. Uh, I was born in in '74, and uh, and so. And so Tito, right, the who was the president then, <laughs> he was still alive in seventy nine. So it's easy for me to date this memory. So it must have been around seventy nine. And uh so I was five years old, or maybe four or five, something like that. And my brother was uh probably uh five or six years old. And uh we were having a fight over what to listen to on the either on the radio or like we had a Old tube radio with a uh, with a record player on top. I don't know if you have the, had those in the states, but yeah, we could exactly.
0: usually called it the stereo. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, but it wasn't. It was like really old. It was yeah. These I mean, things, was, these
0: things, was, they had a, of, a turntable on the yeah. top and they had a radio yeah. below it.
1: But people
0: called them stereos. Time. Also, in yeah, my time, yeah. you're talking about the 70s. I was a like, teenager. We also had eight track players.
1: I know, yeah, but this was, uh, this was my grandmother's device from the, I want to say from the fifties. Okay. Yeah, it was in the kitchen, so I remember that, that was in the kitchen. My dad's sixties turntable was in the living room, we all lived together with, with the grandmother, and so me and Stanislav were fighting about what to listen to, and he wanted to listen to this ostensibly rock and roll band, the contemporary rock and roll band from Yugoslavia, and I wanted to listen to some children's music. Um, and so we were fighting about it, I, you know. And uh, and so I was trying to convince him that that that's a horrible band that he's listening to. The song was horrible. Something about the the song was about them playing rock loud rock and roll music, and that they're pissing off their neighbors. I remember that. And uh, and so I was running out of arguments about why he should turn that off and play my record. And so
0: you're five thought, years old.
1: Yeah, and my final <laughs> argument was... Tito but you can still like put this. up
0: a good uh, argument. That's, that's yeah,
1: happening. Yeah, that set me on the bed. So my final argument was, Tito doesn't like this band.
0: Oh, you mean the boss. The yeah. boss, the big boss. I mean, You know, I, I think I remember those last days of his, of uh, funny sunglasses. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Sun- fun- yeah, sunglasses.
0: Lo- lots of badges on his uh, uniform.
1: That's right. Yeah, I the uh, So, so
0: uh, you told everyone... Stanislav, hey...
1: And uh, uh Marshall Tito does and, not
0: like this band, so we should not yeah. be listening to this
1: yeah, I listen to it and of course he started laughing and, <laughs> and, I, and embarrassed me and I, <laughs> so yeah that's like that's an, that's an early memory that i that I always remember because uh how crazy it is that a that a child of five years old would would uh, uh bring up the president of the country you know to to, <laughs> to, to try to convince her brother.
0: Yeah. Well yeah. everybody's got their own journey. That's your special way. I uh, so. can you re- now, now now you're doing ballet, so you're involved with music. Yeah, it's kind of like uh yeah, you do it uh with it. uh That's right. but do you remember uh well what what about getting records in those days? Uh Yugoslav people could travel, so people brought records from out of the country. I know there was a label, right, Yugotone
1: yeah there was there were several labels uh and even though they were uh obviously state owned or you know not private uh there was a lot of uh, uh import from 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 abroad but a lot of times it was kind of weird you know uh okay well, I mean, it was sometimes it was just regular albums that would come out uh, in Britain or in the states uh they would be imported back but a lot of times uh, uh, they would um Release these weird compilations, right? So, uh, and my dad liked to buy compilations. He didn't really like albums. He kind of grew up on, on 45s and, and never really got into the
0: album thing. The, the vinyl version of the mixtape.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah. And so. Um, what well, was cassettes big? Was, was cassettes because big in Yugoslavia? They became big later on. Yeah, but I, but like earliest, my earliest memories all have to do with vinyl
0: yeah in compilations huh
1: compilations uh 45s and some albums and some you know but this this uh vinyl mixtape uh had uh a strange mix of songs so uh it had and i liked equally you know all kinds of songs so there was a, a song called crazy horses by the osmonds
0: yeah of course crazy horse
1: yeah, and I think I think it was fun because they were like kind of making those horse sounds, you know. Well, they other. were trying
0: to make a hard rock song, I think.
1: I think so. Yeah, I, I had no context.
0: Because they were a big okay. pop band, they were kind of a, a yeah version of the Jackson Five in a strange way. That's right, because they were all related. They're all brothers, and they all danced. I think the daddy put the band together.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's the only song I know by them, and then. <laughs> Uh, and there, there was the Velvet Underground was on that same.
0: On the same label. <laughs> the same, same record. Yeah, yeah that's straight.
1: Same record. Yeah.
0: And do you, do you remember old, the first record you yourself bought?
1: Um, you know, it, it's it's hard to it's hard to recall um, because a lot of times we would, we it would just it just kind of was a normal thing we'd go as a family to the uh, department store and then then they would be like okay pick the record so I I really don't remember uh those from those family outings and the first record I remember buying in a record store by myself. Yeah. Uh was actually when I when I was in high school and we went on a um on a trip to Vienna, you know, like just Austria. Yeah, Vienna, Austria, yeah, from from Croatia. And uh and so I had some, you know, pockets Yeah,
0: probably through Graz.
1: Probably probably so, yeah. yeah. I think we we stopped in a couple Maribol, of places. you
0: probably, may, you might have went through Slovenia, right? Maribol oh, sure. and then uh, Götz. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. All the, We just, I was, so we we lived uh, all the way in the eastern most, most part of uh, Croatia, so we just went west kind of toward, uh, across Croatia, Slovenia, and then
0: into Oh, Russia. yeah, because the border there is Hungary, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, we're closer to Hungary, yeah.
0: Okay, so in Vienna you went on the school trip, and what record did yeah. you get?
1: I uh I got into jazz at that time so I bought um um I bought two records and one was John Coltrane some Ah, kind bitchin'. of yeah some uh it wasn't really one of the big albums and and unfortunately that that record got lost in the war um so I I don't I don't remember exactly it wasn't like Giant Steps or anything like that it was probably another compilation you know <laughs> It's a, it's a running theme. And also, and then like something completely different was, um, was a Stan Getz, you know, record. And,
0: Stan Getz, West Coast.
1: Yeah. 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 So it was kind of like more... Slower,
0: cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: More gentle. But, but he a very it. good player. They're both saxophone guys.
1: That's true. I think I, I was like, I was exploring the saxophone. And uh, and from then on, I, I, I like to write my books and poetry with... Um, Music playing. With music playing, but especially bebop, jazz, that kind of stuff.
0: Okay. Well, we're going to hear a Wild Toledo Years, Rent Party. Can you tell me something about that, too?
1: Oh, sure. Uh, so I write a lot of fictional tunes, you know, like fictional characters. Sure. And so that's, that's one. Um, I think I was just kind of – I actually – go to cleveland a lot i take a bus to
0: cleveland yeah where stanislav
1: lives where stanislav lives and so and toledo is the only stop that the bus makes Oh,
0: that's and, right
1: uh, and i got this phrase in my mind wild toledo years you know and then i from there from there i imagine this character who uh, uh, uh was kind of like a, uh, a libertine type of a character in toledo ohio wow. and then she decides to uh oh, it's time for
0: something new, so she drives to Chicago in that day. Well, you know, uh, Michigan and Ohio almost went to war over Toledo. There's some history I, there.
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah, in fact, the, the feds gave Michigan part of Wisconsin, and they gave Toledo to Ohio. There's a whole <laughs> weird thing. Anyway, let's <laughs> listen to wild Toledo years. I got a good friend there named uh, Dan McGuire does poetry. He organizes those unknown instructor uh-huh. Uh, In fact, the fourth one's coming. That's got uh, George Hurley, J. Mascus, and myself. Oh, really? Adamic, right? yeah, it's coming soon, yeah. The spiel's being put on right now. Okay. Let's listen to Wild Toledo Years from Red Party. ¶¶
2: Think you the one you want?
0: Show, we heard Red Party doing Wild Toledo Years, and, and that was live.
1: That's um, right, we don't have any studio recordings,
0: even Chicago, because Chicago faded out,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: but oh, it still yeah. was live, I, too. I, I, okay, I
1: made it fade out in, in, in that free program with Audacity. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> that
0: a, yeah. uh, then we had Nervous Gender doing Green Tile Floors, Going to Buy a Gravestone Tota by Gigi Barrett, Brother O from Psychic Temple, The Sunken Forest by Petra Hayden, I Call You Right, Miss Melvis, she's in Cleveland, she was on the show last week, Uh, I Call You Right, it's got Scott Krause on drums, and and I did the bass here in Pedro. Uh... I'm also on this next song, El Sonia de Marinaio with Ballad of Berlin, uh, Pratella Andrea, off this 7-inch uh, uh, EP we did for Record Store Day last year. I'm going to go off on tour with them. and uh, I leave here September 19. we got a Europe tour, mikewatt.com. You can get info. I get to do the second album with those guys. We did it here in the U.S. Uh, we played uh, Shuba's in your town. But, she was great, yeah. Yeah, I really like playing there. But uh, this, we, you know, since two-thirds of the band is European, we should play it in Europe, too. Sure. <laughs> then we had uh, Stefano Pelia, the guitar man in the band, with his uh, brand-new solo record, doing Blind Son. And finally, Milmus from Lemon Kittens. I found my Lemon Kittens records from old days, and uh, I've been loving playing that stuff. So to continue on here... Um, Yugoslavia, you're, but uh, you got some records uh, across the border. You like listening to sure. bebop when you're writing, yeah. stories or your poems. I know a little about your writing because mm-hmm. your your brother wrote me when he was still a teenager, and you're a couple years younger. Anyway, yeah. he told me uh-huh. about you writing this story, yeah, having to do with a dream uh it was not uh, too much long after D. Boone passed away
3: no,
1: well,
0: You want to yeah. talk about that
1: Sure yeah there was um so yeah we were when when so i was writing i started writing short stories in high school and a lot of them were just kind of it was all over the place you know you're kind of tr- teaching yourself how to write and so so yeah i had uh, a
0: didactic
1: that's right. That's right. One hundred percent. And now I teach kids how to write. So,
0: yeah. So um, you like uh, a little institution.
1: Yeah. But uh, in those but, yeah, days you were
0: reacting. Okay.
1: That's right. Yeah. Well, I, uh, it, it was like a different time and place. And oh, in, I know. Uh,
0: I can totally understand. I, my situation too. You know, uh, San Pedro High. I've never been to a reunion, but the fortieth one comes mm-hmm. up for me in a couple weeks, and I decided uh, it's after a gig in Long Beach. But I'm going to stop there yes. for a few minutes. You should. I'm, yeah, just, just to check it out.
2: Yeah.
0: But anyway, back to your... But yeah,
1: that story, um, yeah, I, I think it was, it was based on a dream, but the, the story had to do with um, imagining uh, D. Boone being, as I wrote in that story, being cloned back into life on another planet. Yeah, an alien. Yeah, like an alien planet. Yeah, and then the story is written from the point of view of an alien who uh, doesn't really understand humans but loves their music, you know, and in particular loves, like, punk rock.
2: Yeah. And
1: uh, and in retrospect, I think, like, that's... I was probably processing my own thoughts about humans and their music. <laughs> <you know? laughs> so I was that alien, probably. but So I wrote that in, in Server Creation, obviously. And uh, yeah, and then Stanislav wrote to you about that. Yeah, and he translated it for me. That's right. So it's so. So I think like I haven't. I know. I know there's a tr- uh, translation of that story on your on your website. But I'm honestly, um, I, it it, it it brings so many memories back. You know, both good and bad. That I. I never read it and I assume that, that it's that, that that it's not that, 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 that the language is kind of broken right? It's like bro- translated he did, he did a pretty
0: good job I thought Okay, good, good Because you know my experience here in San Pedro I, I've yeah. known Slav people since uh, yeah I came here because uh, we have a lot of people from Vis. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah Ishka too and uh, of course a lot of Latin people but uh mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, kind of rare for, not totally rare, but uh, it surprises some people when they, they know I know about the, the stuff because I grew up, uh, <laughs> so I, I thought he did a pretty good job.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I thought he did a really good job. And also I always had an interest in what was going on over there because there was, you know, when you have people in your life that are connected, you know, it's much different than just images on a television.
1: No doubt. So, uh,
0: what about gigs? Did you see any gigs as a kid? Do you, do you remember your first gig you went to?
1: Um, I, the first gig that my parents took me to, I fell asleep. So.
0: And what was uh, that? It
1: was it was a, a a local kind of pop band. I mean, local meaning from Yugoslavia, right? Yeah. And they played this basketball arena. Yeah. Uh, and kids loved that band, you know, and I think. I think we had like a, a forty five by them. I, I think I I like them okay. And so I, I'm I'm sure that we begged our parents to take us, you know.
0: And then you but go and call. once I
1: got there <laughs> I, I got yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh,
0: people, I two, I oh. conked at two different rush gigs. Uh-huh. And they were like thirty years apart.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh,
1: that's great! I and did not beg. To, I, I did not game beg
0: game. to go, though. I was uh, kind of dra- dragged <laughs> along because they were my yeah. friends, you know. But but anyway, oh, okay. So you don't really remember that gig. So I don't remember obviously. that. That
1: doesn't count. I just think it's kind of funny. And uh, and then the, the the first gig that I remember going to um, on, uh, on my own with a friend uh, and where I was really uh, captivated by the music was uh and this this is a singer songwriter uh also from yugoslavia. I was probably in seventh or eighth grade and uh, it was a daytime gig too and okay. uh it was in, in our neighborhood and she was nationally renowned and i think actually she, by that by that time she had already made some fame for herself in Japan and a little bit in Russia, but definitely a a a big yugoslav star but it was still socialism and 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 some of those uh, musicians, they would kind of tour these community centers, you know, and play for free.
0: Yeah, like uh, youth centers.
1: Youth centers, that kind of stuff, yeah. And so that's where she played, and uh, it was during the day. It was an afternoon gig. Uh, she, it was just her acoustic guitar. I don't even remember if there was... What was community. her name? Yadran Kostojakovich.
0: Kostojakovich. Yes. Wow. And, uh, Is she, she still she, around? She's, she's still playing? She
1: asked me recently she got she got ill and you know slowly um stopped playing music and start stop recording but until until she she got ill she was she was playing a lot she had moved to japan at some point okay. and uh and and she had some yeah she had some really interesting uh recordings back in the days she 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 was an interesting character i later learned uh that in, in when she was a teenager or like early early twenties she was touring in a jazz band uh uh with her uncle, who was like a, a, jazz, a jazz band leader, and uh, and they would they played. She said uh, in interviews they played a lot uh, on U.S. Uh, military bases in Western yeah.
2: Europe. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah, and then and then she came, then she moved back to Yugoslavia and started singing these kind of kind of festival pop songs. I don't know how to explain that. You don't really have the equivalent of that in 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 the U.S. But. Europeans will know <laughs> uh, these like kind of large festivals where songwriters write songs and then these performers perform them and and they compete sometimes and whatever and so so she kind of but she ended up bringing some of that jazz she was she could scat you know she could play guitar harmonica picked up a bunch of other um, string instruments mainly so she brought some of that jazz stuff into into that world, you know, and, uh, uh, and I know she was inspired by a lot of U.S. singer-songwriters like Bob Dylan, and she knew that repertoire. And um, uh, but also the local kind of folk music. Um, yeah,
0: which is their strong gypsy tradition. Roma people.
1: Right, yeah. yeah. There are a lot of different uh, tradi- traditions. I don't think she was uh, drawing on that one so much, but Rather, these kind of kind of sad ballads, you know, that that, that are more. You, know, um, I think, um, yeah, and it, it, they exist. These kind of sad ballads exist all over the Balkans and also the Middle East.
2: Yeah, uh, called they're
0: dirges. Called, they're kind of sad, right?
1: They're kind of dirges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the Balkans, they're called sevda.
0: Charlie Hayden used to ended up doing a lot of dirges from the Spanish Civil War.
1: Okay. Yeah. 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 Snez, we're at the
0: end of uh, the first hour of the August 25, 2016 edition of the Watt for Pedro Show. Special guest, you, Snez. Hold tight for hour two. August 25, 2016, it's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro Show. for Pedro's show we started off the second hour with Rent Party Uh, it was a gig at the Empty Bottle in Chai Town there uh, tribute to Alex Chilton and every day as we uh, grow closer then Marshweed, brand new when you're young that's uh, Heather and Clay working on that Uh, Dagger Moth out of Italy Sonia de Marnio gets to play Bologna with her Shadow Boxing Space out of Liverpool brand new album in um, the tune Foreign Cars hey there uh I'm not gonna get to see Brother Phil this time Manchester not too far away maybe he'll come and then finally a postcard no Layman with Every Day and postcards from Jeff a tune called Awake that's got Chris Smith on the drums there incredible player uh back with Snez and her story of music journey okay and uh uh, being very uh, profoundly uh, impacted by this uh, uh, folk singer. Yeah. Uh, what about in school? Did they have music program there in those days?
1: Um, not, as, not as a part of regular school, you know. Over there, the way it was organized, you know, uh, you just went to school to do, you know, at least high school, right? It was you just had your regular subjects. and, but and there was no school history. band? We had we had music history. There was no school band, but... Did you guys uh, have
0: marching? What about at the football? Oh, well, soccer games. Well,
1: well what they had was separate clubs, you know. Ah, yeah,
0: okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay.
1: So, so instead of...
0: The, it wasn't part of curriculum. School. It was like at, no. after school, yeah.
1: After school, uh, and and there would be uh, people of different ages, you know, uh, uh, high school age children and adults playing together so there was a marching band uh there was uh this uh, there were a couple of uh, probably a couple of marching bands but there was uh, what was big in that region and still is uh there were these like string uh instrument orchestras folk folk music orchestras with different string instruments
0: all right Uh, Did, did you get involved with any of that
1: None of that, none okay. of that. Well, I picked up the guitar
0: when I was 23. <laughs> okay, so the, yeah, many years later. So you had I, yeah. no school experience with actually playing. Did you know people? I knew people, yeah. I knew like, people did, was played. there, uh, for, uh, for example, was there any garage bands?
1: There were, yes.
0: And, were, and if they could got gigs, it was probably at these youth centers, right?
1: Well, yeah a lot of them also also like little bars you know bars. uh was, by the time i was in in high school um there was this uh like explosion of uh, little privately owned bars you know and so they would bring live bands uh but at the same time um uh, techno or whatever like electronic music dancing was, yeah dance dance music exactly dance, dance music was more popular among uh, people, people my age back then. What
0: but. about uh, house parties? Were people playing gigs mm-hmm. in the backyard or in living rooms? Sure. Okay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But uh, again, like uh, the war was the, the war started in in Yugoslavia and in Croatia and in my town, smack in the middle of my high school experience. So that's that, and that set, what, like 1991. Yeah, yeah. But and then there were and then. Uh, yeah, I mean, there were really a lot of clubs. Also, yeah, also uh, uh, venues that were linked to uh, universities and colleges uh, where just college students would organize, you know, gigs and stuff. What, um, did did you guys play uh, before the war? Or did you play yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, Zagreb yeah. Zagreb
0: only once, but Slovenia, uh, Ljubljana, a couple times before.
1: Okay, yeah. So you probably played in, in those types of venues. It was...
0: It was uh... There were of as as they were they were run by... Um, the
1: government. The government, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: But you know so, what? Western Europe had that too, especially West Germany. And, they oh, had all kinds of youth centers. The only thing well, that was kind of like the U.S. was more like England, where you played uh, pubs, bars. Mm-hmm. But uh, Western Europe had a lot of these social centers too for the young people. Hey, we're going to play Stowaways by Red Party here. What, can you tell us about this too?
1: Um, Stowaways, uh, that's built around, uh, this, uh, first of all, it's, um, it, it was inspired a little bit by some, by poetry of, um, of Shia Yu, she's a, uh, a, a contemporary poet, yeah. uh, and, uh, and also by, uh, a comic book character, uh, by Hugo Pratt called, um, um, <laughs> Corta
0: Maltese. <laughs> okay, let's listen.
4: One, two, three, four Only your smile can make me smile Only your call can make me pick up my phone Only your voice sounds like it means well Been imprisoned or jailed, only enclosed within borders, and no one drew, no one marked, but still enforced. And I paid to cross them, a stowaway I crossed them, and I found another earth hospitable. Been your dead side burns in a burning cigarette for brown beneath your head and I've never seen the land of rising sun I've only sailed the warmer seas of western hemisphere and their gulf stream. Just the way I crossed them And I found another earth I spin a bullet you play by the rules
2: This is
0: What, for Pedro show? Yeah, we heard Snowways st- from Rent Party live again. Uh, the Sticks after that on the sea. The Happies followed up with you Get Me Pissed. Das Kinsey 4 next with Optic Nervous System. A Moment's Thought. That's uh, Dan McGuire right there out of uh, Toledo doing his poetry. How it's done. And very be careful from right here in the SoCal. The Columbia Cats doing this vallonetta uh, type of bitchin' music I love. Ojitos. And uh, live. Maybe Little Eyes, huh? Wovette, we'll finally with birth nap. Back with Snez and her journey. Uh, so, 23 years old. Yes. Where are you living at that time?
1: In Belgrade.
0: So and it's in the so, middle. It's so, in the middle of the war. And now, you know, wh- wh- how did you get the guitar? How did you find it?
1: Oh well, so we had um, we had that guitar with us the, uh, uh, when. Uh, so to, to backpedal a little bit. So yeah. uh, so Stanislav was actually he knew how to play guitar. You know, he he took some classes and.
0: Oh, and okay. With, and so and that's why there's, there's a guitar in the pad.
1: So there was so, so there was a, there was the, yeah and I think he started when he was maybe ten or eleven something like that. I never really got super seriously into it, but it was always around and, sure. and he would play and we would sing. So so definitely, uh, I with him you know I grew up with someone playing guitar all the time. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and then but uh, for some reason, I was it, it never occurred to me to play to play it myself or learn how to play it myself until I was 23. And I think a lot of it had to do with. Well, living in Belgrade, even though so 23 I, that I would that would have been uh, 97, and by that by that time the war had ended. Yeah. Uh, everywhere except in Kosovo, and and the sanctions were lifted, and and up until then, around up until well until 95, uh, uh, there was the uh, embargo in Serbia. So in, that included that bands couldn't visit, couldn't couldn't play Belgrade. Right. From the West, you know, for the most part, there were a couple of exceptions, but uh, but but then right around '95, but we were st- we would still go and see live music a lot, just local bands. There were you know there was a lot there were a lot of garage kind of punk uh, and not really all kinds of experimental stuff. There was there was an experimental music festival I used to go to a lot and write about. Um,
0: but did you see uh, Discipline Kitchma
1: I actually. Uh, saw them alive for the first time in 2005, only okay.
0: 2005. Because I think at that time he was living in England.
1: <laughs> That's right, he was living in England and occasionally I think he would come back and I know that one time I, I do have this memory of, of a group of us walking to see uh, the, the London version of Disciplina Kichman uh, and it was so crowded and there were no tickets left, so I missed uh, out
0: I was uh, so lucky I, last time I was in Belgrade he mm-hmm. came uh, at, before sound check. I got to hang out with him for hours before the gig, after the gig. Koya is my uh, hero. I dig that guy.
1: so you 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 kind of hit it off as, as people.: Well, too. first,
0: he came to a Stooges gig.
1: yeah, he yeah, played yeah. a
0: basketball thing in Belgrade, an old outside arena, and he came and hung nice. out with me for hours there. He's, he's a beautiful guy, big, big heart. Uh, so yeah, this was a rough time Because Belgrade in the late 90s Actually gets bombed
1: That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah
0: Yeah, in fact, yeah. you know what? There's yeah. still wreckage When I was there two years ago You could still see You
1: could still see some yeah. parts, yeah, for sure Yeah, so I just I. So after, did Stanislav
0: teach you some stuff on the guitar?
1: Um.
0: Or did you learn on your own? I, I learned
1: mainly on my own I mean, yeah. uh, um I don't know. I, I also, I was unemployed at the time. He did have a job, and so so just sit at home, and uh, and 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 play. You know, try to. I I got a. I I remember. I, I there was a free, not free, a very cheap copy of uh, of Cat Stevens uh, uh, songs, like tabs. You know, or like.
0: Um, yeah, shorthand so for cheap, music cheap, notation.
1: But sheet but, uh, music, but it also had di- chord diagrams. That's okay. Okay. And uh, and it sounded like I loved Cat Stevens so much, but it was just that I knew some of his songs very well because I'd grown up listening to them. So I figured I see the diagrams, and I know what the song is supposed to sound like. So if I... If I press the strings and strum, at some point, is it, when it starts to sound like that song, I know that, I, that, I, that I'm... You're on to something. I'm on to something. And so that's <laughs> how I thought myself uh, some, some of the... That's stuff. called
0: the knowing is in the doing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's right, yeah. It St-
0: yeah. stands right at the end of the second hour. 2016, August 25, Pishawak Pito Show. Hold tight for hour three. August 25, 2016, it's the third hour of the Watch for Pedro Show.
5: Oh, I want to do right now, right now. I love country so. Conway, Twitty, and Sam Moore. James Garsing, sweeter than my heart can hold. I love country so. From a small town, but I've lived all around In cities big and small, here's what I found The music that moves me is played throughout this land I love country so I love country so John Wilson had the deepest voice in the Sapelo Joe Tex made a record in 68 he called it Country Soul Black, brown, and white this music is open to all I love Country Soul I love Country Soul I love Honey, Fritz and Novi Wright reminded us all, I love country. up in every groove Dug some love and played it all I love country so I love country so Percy Mayfield was a mighty sharp guy The boy in the blues, he rode from up on high They sang, it was country, I love country, so I love country, so I love country, so Conway, Twitty, and Sam Moore James Carr sings sweeter than my heart can So I love country. (laughs)
2: Thank <laughs>
0: show, start off the third hour with Red Party doing Miss Ohio covered uh, <laughs> Miss Ohio, which is a cover
2: that's
0: right right <laughs> yeah. sorry about that <laughs> And uh, it, n- another uh, tune recorded live uh, Dick Deluxe after that I Love Country Soul Squid Attack from Death, H- Death Hymn number 9, which has got Paul from Pedro Toys a Kill Pedro Band, they're on tour right now War on Words King Champion Sounds, from their latest album. Baris Disserius. Yeah, hard to say. The first, maybe some king's name. And finally, Buddy Girl and Mechanic with Mechanic Nonsense. Back with Snez and her journey. How did you make it to the U.S.?
1: Grad school. So I... um, uh... In, in 2002, I got into a creative writing program in uh, North Carolina at University of North Carolina, Wilmington. And, yeah. uh, and so I, that was a three-year program in creative writing, got my master's there, and then from there I um, went to grad school in Chicago. And,
0: yeah, but how did you get to Yeah, come to North Carolina?
1: but i i applied uh
0: was some kind country. of lottery
1: no uh because was, i heard uh, about
0: this uh people out of serbia uh-huh. that they want to immigrate
1: like yeah, yeah. they'll take well, so I many mean, people I but you, you, you almost student. like uh, play a lottery there is that yeah that that exists but i um i i got a student visa when i was admitted uh, to the mfa program okay yeah, and so I, I I I got a scholarship. Like a, uh, I didn't have to pay for my tuition. Yeah,
0: yeah, They got and support. I
1: was teaching to to um, to you know to get by and and I could do that on a on a student visa. Um, and so that, I think there's a lot of us who kind of come here. All like, well, let's do this grad school thing, and then well, let's just.
0: Okay. Now Stanislav kind of did the same thing, right? But I think Salt Lake City.
1: Yeah, he did the exact same thing, except he went to Baton Rouge first. That's right, that's right, Louisiana. And Salt Lake City.
0: That's right, that's right. Two places that couldn't be any more different than where you guys grew up. Well, you too. Uh, North Carolina and then Chicago. (laughs) I know. Great, great adventure. Look, this tune here... uh, me tonight mm-hmm. what can, yeah what can you tell me about that
1: so that's a, Heather wrote that song and uh, Heather and did Heather did and so she she says it's it's one of those nights that lasted two years
0: <laughs> okay great let's listen <laughs>
6: Has anyone here been to jail? Uh, Jail, not prison, jail. Good, good. It's good to see that 180 pounds of chewed bubblegum has an opinion. So I've been to jail a few times as a younger man, and I feel like it, it was really a good experience. There's two things I learned from jail. Trouble is an arbitrary term. it's never as bad as the uncertainty of wondering what will happen in your punishment. The second is, the funniest shit happens in rooms where no one can open the door. On one such municipal sleepover, one of the guys in in the cell with me was a hulking black man. Muscular, shirtless, shoeless. And when I say muscular, he wasn't like gym muscular. He was more like oddly PCP muscular. The cell we were in was like 63 degrees. They keep everyone cold, I think, because they're less likely to fight. He didn't seem to be cold, shirtless, shoeless. He was pacing and muttering. The things he was saying were violent, psychotic, wanting to hurt people. Half the sentences he wouldn't even finish, but he would get enough. Profanity and violence and name-calling and anger to be very intimidating. I wasn't sure if he was going to kill the people that he was walking next to when he paced if he would just snap and lunge out at me, or if he would just rip his own eyes out. But one thing was apparent. With this guy, somebody at some point was going to get hurt. Now, as the night goes on, at this point it must be three in the morning. His pacing became more frantic, his gesticulations more erratic, his speech broken down to not even words. He was just grunting and mumbling. A detention officer walked by and caught his eye, and he lunged himself like a bullet at the window, bouncing off of it, nearly breaking it. Every eye in the cell was fixated on this man, wondering what his next move would be. Not one of us could anticipate the words that would come out of his mouth. Hey, man! Where's the motherfucking flapjacks in this bitch? And then he just started laughing. And we all started laughing. It was amazing. After all that fear and tension and worry, we were all just laughing together. And if you think you're going to get that kind of comedy at Denny's or the Laugh Factory, you are setting yourself to be sadly disappointed.
0: Watch for Pedro Show, the last music for this edition. Me tonight from Rent Party. Then S.O.P.H.I.A. from the pop group. Tallem with Machine and the Ghost. Wow. Some more uh, Daskin C4. It's so good I had to play him twice this show. <laughs> that wasn't on purpose. Sofas First uh, Futures Sutures. <laughs> Face Reality from Frantics. They are a great band, though I love them. Uh, ben from Mr. Susan turned me on or was it Mike from Brighton? Yeah, my memory. Uh, Westport Tugboat Country Runner Band. King Alfred Man of Leisure. Best band name. No, the best band name uh, ever is Entertainment Lawyer. <laughs> oh no, Tell Entertainment it. Law. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't believe that name. Now, uh, cut with shot dead out of Bologna, and the Mellow Men, criminals. Stanislav turned me on to these guys. The uh, bass band is actually from vis Comisia on Vise. Yeah, and then finally Jail, live Bob Schreiner with his, uh, his stand-up uh, thing. So you got to tell me about Red Party since we've played six Red Party yeah. tunes. How did this band come together?
1: So, uh, Heather and I met in North Carolina. Uh, she was there, uh, doing her, uh, grad degree and I was there doing mine and we overlapped for one year. Same Uh, school. Same school. Uh, I did creative writing, she did English literature, but we met in a, uh, African American poetry, uh, class, you know, and we we were, we were the teacher's pets, always, uh, talking in class. and uh and just being super eager about it uh and uh, it was a great class um and uh and so we became friends while hanging out in that class and and every once in a while we'd get together and play uh but nothing really happened then and i moved. Well she's to a
0: guitar player too, right? She's
1: a guitar player too. And then so um a year later i moved to chicago and then uh, let's see, then about seven years after that she moved to Chicago and then when she told me she was moving here I said there's an, an apartment available in my building and uh, so she moved in and I said let's start a band and that's that's what happened
0: Wow, do yeah. you remember the first And
1: people think that we're sisters when they, when they meet us
0: Yeah, it's kind of similar look Yeah Also singing and playing, yeah you belong in a band together, do you remember your first uh, uh, playing together?:
1: Yes, um, so we play uh, regularly at a cafe around the corner from where we live yeah. and uh, and, and, uh, and the first time we, we practiced, we, I think we, we were trying to learn like four songs. And, uh, and she said, oh, by the way, I, I booked us at the cafe. Uh, so before you, got, you
0: didn't knew any songs, she already yeah, made a gig. Great. <laughs> so,
1: like, in about, like, two months. And she was like, no, oh, no, on Saturday. <laughs> so Saturday. So it's <laughs> but, that week.
0: It's later that, that week.
1: week. Later that week. <laughs> and uh, so we, got, we went there, and then we played those four songs. We, we knew how to play together, and then we played uh, a couple of songs each solo. and uh, And, you know donna shout out to donna from city news cafe she asked us to keep coming back and that's what we've been doing i always wanted to be in a band where uh in a band with two vocalists and two songwriters you know i've I've had experiences of playing where i'm the only vocalist and only songwriter and experience with a band where we worked collaboratively on songs that was good apples and that was great, but I, um, I I wanted to experience this too, you know, where uh, there's a variety that comes from two people bringing songs, or even even though some of the songs we we de- you know developed together or, or finished together, uh, and yeah, so that was great. When when, she, when when she moved in, we started practicing and and writing a lot of songs. Um, just became this burst of Productivity.
0: Yeah. Now you got plans to make an album?
1: So we'll record, hopefully it's done so we'll mix it
0: and... Who are the other two people?
1: Uh, we have uh, we have Matt on bass and Holly on drums.
0: Okay. Yeah. And uh, any plans to tour?
1: Some tentative plans for uh, local uh, kind of shows around the, the Midwest, but nothing, nothing to announce yet. You
0: ain't coming to Pedro.
1: I would love to. <laughs> <laughs>
0: one day, one way. Oh, my
2: God. That would be
0: great. So, I want to wish you guys all the success. And uh, it's righteous, uh, the, the, the path God. that life life leads you to, huh? Oh, God, it's crazy. It's crazy. You could have never imagined, right?
1: Never.
0: Yeah. So, but moment by moment, give it your best. And I think that's the the thing to do. And, uh, yeah, I want to thank, thank you so much for being on the show. Okay, You're I wanted welcome. to have you on for a while now. And it's righteous. So thanks for telling uh, people about your your journey through music. You got it. Okay. I enjoyed it. It's been the August 25, 2016 edition of the Waffle Pedro Show. Special guest, Dez Savage. Everybody, keep your powder dry.